Hey everyone, Austin Swanson here, aka Sony47, today discussing Cardlytics and the power of Bridge and why Cardlytics is likely undervalued. This is going to go over all aspects of Bridge and how it can lead to high levels of growth for Cardlytics in terms of the combined insights and targeting ability, uh, product level offers, solving the attribution problem, and possible partnerships with uh, the likes of POS vendors such as Toast, Square, Par, NCR, and more. I've been working on this for a while. <laughs> uh, not only have I been kind of hyping this one up, uh, Lynn and some of her presentations in the, in the last month or so has also been hyping up Bridge. So it's like, it's it's, it's almost perfect timing. I, I have waited. I actually had this post done uh, before the January conference. So that was last week. And uh, she filled in quite a bit of little details that are really important. I have included here, uh, but she also really hyped it up. And so uh, it was, it, this has been perfect timing. But here's the thing. I have spent so much time on this. And, and this all started with me looking at POS vendors and the possible partnerships that could happen there because Bridge connects to POS vendors or POS systems, right? That's how they pull in the data. And so that was like, hey, what if we had a partnership there? So I started exploring that. And so that led to me though saying, what, well, what all can Bridge do? And so I've essentially separated this into three spots and I'll get into that. But my whole point here is this post is very long. Uh, I'm gonna try to make the video as short as possible. Uh, and that way, if you want more information or you're curious about something, most likely it's in this post. And so make sure you go to Substack and uh, you know put in your email, subscribe, so you get the sent to your, uh, your inbox whenever I post, uh, but specifically for this post so you can actually get all the information. If if you have a question, maybe just, you know, do not hesitate to reach out to me, but it's likely here and it's probably likely in the footnotes because the footnotes, I think, is the majority of this post, especially when I put it into Word, because if I haven't said this, it was like 90 some pages and like 20,000 words, but I'm going to try to go through this as quickly as possible. I'm going to skip over a lot. Uh, I'm going to try to highlight the main points, but then those who are curious can reference this post. So as a quick introduction, uh, I might skip over a lot of quotes, but this one I think was perfect. This was from just last week. Lynn said, the bridge acquisition, I have said repeatedly, investors are gonna look back two years from now and say, how did we miss this thing? Because it's a gold mine. And there is a lot packed into this and, I, and, I'll, and I'll get into that later. But just as a quick little background, Cardlytics acquired Bridge uh, back in April, 2021. Uh, Cardlytics is a customer data platform with uh, SKU level or product level insights they get from the POS systems. And Bridge will enable those SKU level insights and targeting ability, as well as product level offers, both which haven't been able, uh, have not been possible by Cardlytics before, hence the acquisition. Over the next two years, again, Lynn, two years from now, and, and I get into a timeline later when I figure that out, which was just like yesterday, it was a, an, an aha moment almost uh, after putting together so many different comments. Uh, but over the next two years, Cardless will likely experience significant increases in ad spend and revenue and at higher than normal gross profit margins due to lower revenue share. I'll get into all of this later, all from utilizing Bridge all from Bridge. And so I believe this is gonna come in three stages. And so essentially I have this graph where uh, you, as you go to the right, that's increases in ad spend. And the way I've thought about ad spend is similar to billings, where it's uh, the, the amount the advertiser spends, but minus the consumer incentive is the revenue. So if you look in like uh, Carlix's 10K, it's billings minus consumer incentive equals revenue. So as ad spend increases, so does revenue. And then gross profit is revenue minus the FI share. They have to pay the banks and some delivery costs, but that gives you a gross profit. And so if FI share decreases or the rev share decreases, gross profit increases. So this is in terms of dollars saying, hey, 
this growth, we're going to add a lot of, you know, dollars, but also higher gross profit uh, margins. So I don't, that, that's how this graph works. And essentially, it's going to be in three stages. And I've, I've separated this right up essentially into three blocks, which is growth from existing clients, growth from adding enterprise and mid-market clients, a little bit bigger clients, uh, and such as also those that are part of the agencies, and then growth from adding SMB clients. So each stage are going to contribute to increasing levels of ad spend and revenue and at higher gross profit margins. Uh, and also the interesting thing here is that there's been exact comments that even from the January conference where Lynn said there's not much additional operating expenses involved. Just get, you just need the ad server, uh, not, not more resources or technology besides the ad server. And so which is already created, right? And so this should just drop to the bottom line, <laughs> uh, making the most of oper the operating leverage baked into Carlytics. And so within each of those groups of those three stages I talked about, what, what we will see in general is that from Bridge, you have the combined level of insights and targeting ability, which has led, we've already seen with clients to higher levels of ad spend um, and higher gross profit margins. And this will also separately lead to product level offers, which would increase ad spend. Uh, we're solving the attribution problem. We'll get into some details about that and why that actually is. Uh, but that would also lead to higher levels of comfortability, more compare, uh, be able to compare to other digital marketing platforms, believe the results more, and you might spend more, and then also grow from partnering with POS systems. That's more of the, the SMB sections, but POS systems such as Toast, Square, PAR, NCR. Uh, th those are the names of the companies. PAR, it's their Brink POS system, NCR. There's a couple different ones, uh, but then Square and Toast. So I believe many of these items from Bridge will address previous desires and issues expressed by advertisers, which when solved by Bridge, will contribute to Carlytics growth in ad spend and revenue. And I call that out because we're hearing that, you know, advertisers want more. And there's been some advertisers who have been very explicit on what they want. Bridge solves all of that. I'll get into that. This growth from Bridge will require the new ad server to use the data in place and redeem product level offers. The current stated goal is to get 100% of the MAUs on the new ad server by 2023 or two years from now. Matching Lynn's comment regarding investors are going to look back two years from now and say, how do we miss this thing? Because it's a goal of mine. Uh, I have some information in the footnote regarding the timeline and the quotes, uh, but I will even get to even a crazier connection in the SMB section with the two years. And I could be, I could be, you know, totally off basis here, but when you have like three different quotes that are matching in the timeline in different aspects, it's really interesting. So I'll get into that later. The potential growth, I believe, is going unnoticed or at least under discussed and ignored, if implied by the market cap under some reasonable assumptions, which I'll get into, uh, possibly do. The reason why I think this is that uh, there's a lot of uncertainty around bridge and what's possible because it's still a relatively new acquisition and we haven't really seen much from it right we've been hearing hints within only the last two months from like one or two advertisers on what's happening uh, but beyond that we haven't heard much and we haven't really seen the financial impact because it's only like one advertiser and so there's just i think this is that's where there's opportunity right when there's uncertainty and people just say well we can't value let's just value at zero especially in a time where the you know it's market wide and the, the the stock price is depressed possibly also to other reasons which we talked about in you know previous posts and so I think this is kind of related to Lynn's comment in December when she said, I don't think investors appreciate the power of bridge and Carlytics data combined and what we're going to do there and how much we're going to scale bridge and so I break that out a little bit later and so while all of this is essentially a simplified investment thesis, I'm going to go through this whole post detailing all of this. And the reason I call that out is people will sometimes say, if you can't explain it in a one sentence thing, then uh, it's too complicated, let alone 20,000 words, right? Well, my thought is, 
is you know i it took me that to fully grasp this but i could put it in, you know in one sentence of uh bridge or cartlytics is implying cartlytics's current market cap uh it, it ignores bridge and that there's a high probability of this growth occurring and so you're getting that all for free plus ignoring all other growth that's out there and i'll discuss all that other growth uh, which is super interesting so it, this this story would not be interesting if this was uh you know a 200 billion dollar market cap right Th this whole bridge i wouldn't even be talking about this the fact that this is a two billion dollar company and i walk through a scenario where it's like we could have you know revenue from i'll get into all that but it's just that's why this is interesting so i try not to be too aggressive or optimistic with my assumptions or expectations with regards to investing just in investing in general both in terms of my own investments and those that i write about and so uh but some areas in this you know write-up might come off as too optimistic or too good to be true for the market just to be you know not noticing this right but i don't believe my, my claims are out of line not only do I provide reality checks on my own work, such as when I'm doing the quantitative examples, trying to think of showing you, hey, let's think about this in a different way and why this makes sense, but also nearly all items discussed are based around direct comments made by management, developments and updates that have actually occurred, actual changes in ad spend by clients, existing partnerships, such as with the POS systems, in actual contract language. Therefore, the items discussed, I believe, are less speculative and have a higher probability of occurring than one may first assume or even what I first assumed. I would sit here when I was writing this and thinking about this, I'm like, nope, this just, this just doesn't seem right. This is too good. But then I'd go back and be like, well, I'm basing this on actual things and actual comments. So this has more ground than I think most would first assume. So that is the introduction. I'm gonna to try to get through the rest fairly quickly. Uh, if you enjoy this, if you've enjoyed all, you know, any past write-ups and stuff, please, it really helps if you like this video, rate the podcast, uh, tweet or retweet or share this on Twitter, um, or especially because of all the information here, make sure you go to Substack. I'll put a link in the description and you can actually see this post and read all the detail there. I've also updated uh, that if you would like to help support the channel, if you've ever received any value from the insights or discoveries or thoughts shared here, uh, please consider just becoming either a supporter or a premium supporter of the channel. And it really increases the odds that I'll be able to do more and deeper work in the future and make that public. So with that, a quick disclosure and disclaimer, the terminology I use, as well as the explanations for how this could all work are, are my interpretations and may not be fully accurate. Uh, the focus should be on the big picture. My hope is that others, this will help others think about what's possible and could occur, again, given all the things that we said, like this actual contract language, actual things that have occurred, uh, existing partnerships just that th there there's foundation to this but as always this is not investment advice this is for educational purposes only so the first stage again we had those three stages the first one we're going to discuss is growth from existing clients i've divided this in my head into three groups you have the group that are both already uh, clients of both cartilage and bridge uh, panera i believe chipotle we now know starbucks just from last week that there are clients of both you have bridge only clients and then you have cartilage only clients given the benefits of, of of having both like the combined insights uh the the tar the, the the new targeting ability uh product level offers i believe in time we will see most clients become uh clients of both especially becomes really easy to do so right and you would think so i mean i would think card would work really hard to make uh or to make it very easy for a card client to just easily add in bridge uh, but as the number of clients become both card and bridge 
uh, clients, it increases the financial benefit to Carlytics. The reason for that, all this that's gonna be discussed is only if you're a bridge client. And so what needs to happen is Carlytics needs to get all their other clients, or at least in terms of revenue share, the higher, like the majority in terms of who's contributing revenue, like a Starbucks, you need to get them to be bridge clients because that's going to unlock all these benefits. Otherwise, if you're only a Carlytics client, you're not gonna get this, what we're discussing. So as that increases, this the, the benefit here, uh, the total benefit to Carlytics increases. So the first one that we're going to quickly just go over is the growth from combined insights and targeting. And where this all came from was that there was an exact quote from Q3, and this was before product level offers went live. And Lynn even specifies that that this is separate in the quote. She says it's separate from product level offers, but that a significant restaurant client, uh, they increased their ad spend 400% in comparison where they were buying from each company separate. And I go in the footnotes of who I think this is, uh, but what's what's significant here is the fact that from using Cardlytics and Bridge, it led to combined insights and targeting. And from that, they were able to say, wow, we can increase our ad spend, right? And it's our, what she says is our early success is proving our, our acquisition thesis, the value of Bridge is greater when combined with Cardlytics given our complementary products and data sets. So therefore, we could expect to see that those that are clients of both will soon increase their ad spend as well from the combined insights and, and targeting ability, right? And I think that's part of Lynn's comment when she says, I don't think investors appreciate the power of bridge and Carlyx data combined. But one example of like when I say, existing clients of both and where they could start increasing that ad spend is Panera. They said that next year, they're going to probably be uh, possibly uh, more than doubling their ad spend. And they are actually uh, said that they are clients of both Cardlytics and Bridge. But they said that they have not seen the benefits of Bridge at that time, which is around, I think, September. So their doubling of ad spend is independent of the combined insights and targeting. So once they do start seeing those combined insights, they could then start increasing their ad spend. So, and again, as I said, in order for Cardlytics to experience the highest increases in revenue, they'll need to get those that are only Cardlytics clients to become bridge clients, and those that are only bridge clients to become Cardlytics clients as well. And I believe those that are currently bridge clients, I think it's gonna be really easy. The fact that we've already seen that product level offers from bridge has went into the bank channel, you know that the connection's there, you know Cardlytics has a self-service platform, uh, I think that that should be the easy one. Uh, and, and going the other way, getting Cardlytics to become bridge clients, I think if you could within the ad server, or sorry, the ads manager with the self-service component, if you could do a way that they could add in and say, hey, connect to your POS system, bring in this data and authorize it, which could be really easy with, you know, especially partnerships, which we'll discuss in the SMB section, uh, but also where there's already existing connections like with Bridge, who's partnered with PAR, and I'll get into that later. Uh, but I think it could be really easy, especially if you make it self-service, especially for ad agencies, ad agencies just to say, yeah, let's, let's add that. That would be amazing, right? And even if there is not an easy way to, to become clients of both today, I believe Carlos will find a way to make it easy because it will lead to the maximum benefit possible. So here's an important point in trying to get into the detail about this combined insights and targeting. I've sat there a while about this and I'm gonna give an example of how I thought about this. And I swear because there's no reason to ever make this up. I created this, I, I tried multiple different examples, but this was the only way I could really think about this. And it might be incorrect, but what was really interesting was then last week, so I had this done before, that January, uh, my examples was Starbucks. And didn't even know they were a client, a client of Bridge. 
find that out, and then they use that example of explaining what's possible. So I, it, it almost, it, it, this was really, that was really big for me because it confirmed what I'm thinking. So anyways, uh, let me just kind of quickly read through this because I think this lays the foundation for later and I can then skip over some other parts. So I can think of at least one area where there could be extraordinary benefits from combined insights and targeting. For a given Cardlytics and Bridge client, they can see both the product level purchases made by customers from using Bridge. So within their store, they can see what people are buying. And then they can also see where they are shopping and the associated share of wallet in the industry from using Cardlytics. Although a given client would not have product level offers made by like competing stores and seeing what they're buying exactly, because I think it's just it's going to be Bridge and their data for that that, that company. But Bridge, but uh, when combined, it could lead to making reasonable conclusions and insights on what the customers are buying elsewhere, and using that to determine who to advertise to or not to advertise to, and to determine what would be an attractive offer for the customer. So again, using Bridge, you get insights to what they're actually buying. And then with Cardlytics, they can say where else they're buying. I mean, Cardlytics talks about the T cross. I, I don't know if this is the exact way they've talked about it, but you have Cardlytics that's like across the industry, what they're buying. But then for exactly your company, not the competing ones in your company, you can see what they're buying. So for instance, if you are Starbucks and you, um, you may have a set of customers who buy from you that also shops at Dunkin', McDonald's, and Burger King. With only Cardlytics, you may only know the share of wallet between the four and know uh, Starbucks has a very small share of wallet uh, compared to the other three, which might be interesting, because but uh, so placing maybe a 10% offer, which is typical of Starbucks, may only be so effective since the customer may only associate Starbucks with coffee and therefore the target is not very effective. Okay, bear with me here. However, by also using uh, being a bridge client, Starbucks could then also uh, see that a certain subset of those customers always maybe it's like once a month when they go there buys breakfast sandwiches when they when they buy from starbucks with only cardlytics there there's no way of knowing what they're purchasing just like the, the total amount the time maybe location and so if it's ten dollars or five dollars they might just assume it's coffee but not realize it's a breakfast sandwich so when you have a 10 percent offer uh and they only go there once a month they might say on coffee, right? Forgetting that there's a breakfast sandwich because maybe it's a shared card and the significant other one is the one buying it, right? So there's there's multiple uh, layers to this. So this really opens it up. So combined with knowing where else they buy and possibly the amounts and times, Starbucks could conclude that they are also buying breakfast sandwiches at the other restaurants. Therefore, from this combined insight of share of wallet in the category and the product level purchases, Starbucks could have much better targeting effectiveness by either excluding that group from a certain targeting set. Like today, maybe it's only gonna be people are associating with coffee, so why send it to the person that's only gonna be buying uh, breakfast sandwiches? Or by sending those uh, that group of customer breakfast sandwich offers, but that would require the product level offers, uh, but higher offer amounts, but only during breakfast uh, hours, which we've already seen in, in Chase. They have done this, the, the, the like, well, we haven't seen within a time bound. We've seen like within a, sh like a certain amount of days, but that's definitely possible. Uh, or showing very uh, those specific customers pictures of breakfast sandwiches they offer. And so car uh, Netflix actually does this where different users will see different thumbnails based on what they click and what they've watched. And so I think Cardless could easily do this as well. I mean, you're having information on what they're buying. Why not show a picture at Starbucks and say, hey, we have breakfast sandwiches. We should come here. Use that 10% off offer on that. And so they're at least associating with that. So this increases the relevance and attractiveness of the offers leading to higher levels of engagement and conversion. Crazy enough, uh, so I wrote this uh, before the January 22 call where Carlix publicly disclosed that Starbucks is a client of both Carlix and Bridge and better yet, they confirmed my theory. So one thing they said, I'll just, uh, you, you can read this quote, well, 
Uh, yeah, I'll let me just quickly go over this because this is important. I think the bridge acquisition. I have said repeatedly, investors are going to look back two years from now and say, "How did we miss this thing?" Because it's a gold mine. Bridge is a, bridge is a platform that enables retailers to understand and utilize their POS data to understand all of the customers that are shopping with them, not just customers enrolled in a loyalty program. Just as an example, Starbucks has been very public. Starbucks is one of Bridge's clients. They, uh, they're one of Carlinix's clients. Starbucks has one of the best loyalty programs in the United States, and they see, and this is public, they see somewhere in the neighborhood 12% of all customers are in their loyalty program. So they understand what they're buying and how to engage with them. Starbucks, using the Bridge platform, we are now able to help Starbucks identify over 90% of the customers, whether or not they are enrolled in the loyalty program which means now they can engage with those customers with the full knowledge of what they're buying at Starbucks. Oh, and by the way, when you couple that with Carlytics data, what they're buying at Starbucks is what they're buying at McDonald's or Dunkin' or wherever else. It's incredibly powerful. And so uh, I, <laughs> I, that was I, that was one of my favorite things probably from the conference. The 12%, I spent some time actually digging into that. There's a, there's a, a quote down here uh, or reference down here. I go through of where I think they got this. I think the numbers are a little bit higher. I think they got maybe a more outdated quote, uh, but I included that here if you want to reference it. It's still a wide difference though in terms of how much more bridge helps, let alone with the combined ability. But one thing that I just really thought that was <laughs> interesting, let alone, so if, Carlit if if Starbucks is benefiting, most likely so, so are other people. And I think the fact that they're making this a public statement, they're probably going to use this statistic to probably help convince others, right? Hey, you should become a, if, if, if Starbucks with one of the best loyalty programs is using Bridge and it's helping them dramatically, it probably can help you, right? And so additionally, there is a current inaccurate assumption by investors where, com uh, where companies with loyalty programs do not need the help of, of, of Carlyx or Bridge. I believe the Starbucks example is one of the best showcases of why they do need them and or at least what they can bring to the, the channel uh, and, and why even the best Starbucks is using Carlyx and Bridge. Especially, <laughs> the best part, other investors have used Starbucks as someone, like as their example of who of why you don't need uh, Carlyx or Bridge. I have talked to people that are like, and, and again, maybe I, I, I shouldn't be, you know, maybe getting so emotional or thinking about this like this, but it's always so funny. Like you'll hear why people don't like Starbucks or, or, or Carlyx and Carlytix, and they'll say, well, you, you have people that are gonna keep using loyalty programs like Starbucks, and there's no reason they'll need to use Carlytix because uh, they 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 don't have to pay someone to do it. They 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 control their own users and can send them offers on their own without paying somebody else. And it's like, okay, your example then is perfect because Starbucks literally does use Cardlix and Bridge, and they do help. And they, and we can get into that all later. But it's just like it's just a mind boggling when they use that example. And then I did not know that they use Bridge, but they use Cardlix, and there was a, definitely use, uh, many reasons why. But this is just that perfect example. So. The other very interesting aspect of this whole thing, and what really, when I first heard this, which I can't remember when it was, I was my ears perked up, right? And I've I've, I've hinted at this before, but the whole thing is uh, is on top of that for those that use both Cardlytics and Bridge data. It has been stated that bridge data does not come from the bank; it comes from the POS systems of that client, and there could there therefore there could be less revenue share, possibly dramatically less revenue share, which because revenue minus. FI share and delivery costs equals gross profit. As you decrease the revenue share, gross profit increases, right? That's the more, Carlyx will retain more of that revenue. So the exact quote, so I found this in the, the just randomly, I was looking, I think at something else. I, was, I think I was just trying to get the definitions uh, for FI share to put in the down in the footnotes, but this stuck out to me. This is in Carlyx 10K. It says, 
under FI share to the extent that we use a specific FI customer's anonymized purchase data in the delivery of our solutions, we pay the applicable FI partner an FI share calculated based on the relative contribution of the data provided by the FI partner relative to the overall delivery of the service. So as I am assuming right now, right, is about 100% of the data used for Cardlytics is from the banks. So whatever that like we see about on average over the last three years, they're paying the FI share around like 57%. Uh, and so, but that's based on 100% contribution. So you could think that would decrease proportionally as uh, their contribution decreases, right? And so I, I have some examples in the footnotes of how I go through and calculate some of this and trying to actually think of what could happen. Uh, I mean, it could, really be dramatic so i mean again i have that 57 percent. but what you can see is is if you just introduced maybe 25 percent of the data from a bridge which i think the data is gonna be very granular especially for product level offers it's necessary right so let's say then the bank it goes down to that they're just contributing 75 percent. well 75 percent of the 57 percent goes to 42 so that decreased it uh you know pretty dramatically what almost 15 percent and so your gross profit margin goes, goes from 36 percent to 50 percent because I, I i'm assuming that delivery costs will remain the same well that's that's a, that's only a 25 percent decrease what if you can cut that the revenue share in half because it's a, a 50 50 split between bank bank data and the pos data right well then the gross profit margin would increase even more but again this is only on where there are uh, bridge data being used and for bridge and carless clients right so in, in order for the financials to actually show a 65 percent gross profit margin in aggregate it would have to have a hundred percent uh of of users or 100 percent of the revenue using bridge and car lakes data and using that data bringing it in and doing all that stuff right and so that is where that when i'm doing my assumptions later the other assumption i use for doing the quantitative example is the percentage i believe that will become clients of both so all right that to me is huge and so here's the thing this would lead to a large change in the in the the percentage uh that these banks would get right so this large change in revenue share uh may be what's holding up the bank of america negotiations because like we talked about in the past they they're trying to discuss the economics and it is something that carly said that they have to discuss with the banks they need approval to do this uh so will bank of america and other banks be okay with this i believe so <laughs> given they don't have this u level data and they said they want it and they also want product level offers they, they've said this right so u.s bank and u.s banks already agreed to do this so we've already had an example of a larger bank who's agreed to say yeah we'll do this additionally Although their FI share percentage will decrease, their FI share uh, will likely increase in absolute dollar amounts with the e increase in ad spend related to all the growth that we're discussing here, right? You have an increase in ad spend and revenue from the increased insights and targeting ability. The product level offer should lead to more growth and more ad spend and revenue. And new advertisers, both large and small, maybe they start getting on the platform too and more credibility. There's just so much to this. So even though essentially, even though their, their percentage goes down, they're getting a small percentage of a much larger amount of revenue. So the that they're actually paying to these uh banks is much more in addition they also uh these banks also receive more benefits just than the fi share uh especially that outweigh the fi share engagement less attrition more spend from their cards cross-selling and all of that should increase is if if cardlytics if they're able to keep increasing their offerings and make it just a much better experience it should fall over and lead to all these other benefits that are even more important to the banks so the other aspect of growth from bridge is how it said separately this was at q3 uh because this was before product level offers went live it said and we expect bridge to contribute more and these are my emphasis emphasis uh 
and we expect Bridge to contribute more as we connect the two platforms to enable product level offer constructs. And so you have those, so there's there's two different things here, right? You have the growth that would enable product level offers for brands such as Sony, Nike, or CPGs that haven't been able to place offers, right? But that we're gonna discuss that in the next section because we're talking about existing clients, right? So there's existing large clients of Cardlytics who currently can only place those store level offers and are doing so, uh, but maybe they are only doing very small offers, like 5%, their ad spend's really small because they have different margin profiles and they can't say, hey, we can't we can't do 20% offers because the margin on this product is 5%, right? We can't do that. So those, as a real example, Panera uh, has, we'll, we'll use Panera again because they've been vocal about this. Uh, the chief digital officer at Panera, where Panera is a client of both Cardlytics and Bridge, has specifically said they want more than just taking off a percentage off the order and would like to have ads on specific items in their business, like their coffee subscription business, right? And I believe all this comes from a Tegas interview. Offers like this would likely not would likely have a non-linear impact for Panera and Cardlytics. By combining the insights of Cardlytics and Bridge, Panera could target customers who buy coffee at their store by using Bridge to know what they buy to see that they actually buy the coffee instead of just you know a sandwich or lunch or or a bagel. Um, and then also target where those customers are also spending a higher relative amount elsewhere such as in the coffee industry right instead of looking at like food and lunch they can look at the coffee industry and say well geez they i mean when they come here once a month uh they must be working they buy a black coffee but they when they they also in a given month they're spending dramatically more at starbucks and duncan so without bridge and cardlytics panera could not as effectively know what they are buying and where and how much with the largest group of customers not just their loyalty uh members right this would expand and then everybody or 90 percent based on the, the starbucks example and then be able to actually target Target those customers effectively. Additionally, on the customer side, without Bridge and the new user experience to highlight specific offers, a coffee drinker uh, might not know Panera even has coffee, <laughs> right? Uh, or 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 their unlimited sip uh, club, the coffee subscription offering uh, that you know that Panera alluded to, especially if it's in higher amounts. This, I mean, the fact that it's not, it would also open up that there could be different margins, and that instead of just like the ten percent you see at Panera, it could be a fifty percent or free for a month. Uh, and so I've actually included the footnotes. I'm just going to show you this, right? It's kind of small, but as today, here's Panera, ten percent, little logo, ten percent, Panera bread and it's highlighting a flatbread pizza and there's no picture on us bank there's at least a picture but when they did it they showed the, the pizza but what if the customer that usually goes to panera only gets coffee when they see this they'll just think oh panera bread oh there's pizza they're not thinking about it right this just doesn't effectively target them especially if panera wants to do you know try to highlight the coffee subscription right and they can't do product level offers well they i have found actual ads from panera online for their their the coffee club it's like imagine like similar to like dosh right and i have just a quick like picture of like kfc when they did their offer look at that right it's just that that's what we can start seeing in the bank channel and someone would instantly know especially someone who's likes coffee oh i didn't think about panera oh and i go to get coffee all the time and it's nine bucks a month oh and i can try it for free and let alone nine dollar offer if you assume that's the consumer incentive uh <laughs> and puts in the current market caps like a four dollar of a consumer incentive let alone that's in 10 years what if just by enabling it and, and everyone gets much more granular in their offers because then they can get specific people they can offer higher amounts of the product level offers uh, because of the different margin profiles then boom nine dollars of consumer incentive redeemed for one customer over an entire year that's where stuff just gets interesting right it's just i thought this was just such a good example and i get into some of the secondary and compounding effects in the flywheel down here uh, which i've used in, in previous write-ups so Product level offers can lead to further ad spend. 
additionally, right, is the growth from attribution, credibility, and believability. One of the larger issues that I prevented increases in ad spend has been the attribution problem, uh, or how I've thought about the credibility or believability of Cardlytics and the results. I have heard that Cardlytics has mentioned that if a Cardlytics client also becomes a bridge client, that they now have more view into their own data, solving the attribution problem. This is in comparison to Cardlytics only clients who have access to aggregate anonymized data and therefore Bridge may help with the attribution problem in some capacity by giving more access and insights into the results uh, and so they can do more testing and actually see what's happening. It may also allow for more com comparable testing such as multi-touch attribution testing but there might be the shift to the more marketing mix modeling uh, because of the whole IDFA. I put all that stuff in the footnotes of how I've been thinking about this and what this could all mean, right? Additionally, and so like, why why could this actually lead to more ad spend? We have heard people that have said, not only can they not compare it, and so they don't have full, uh, they can't compare it evenly, so they don't, they don't, they, and they might not also believe the better results. Uh, Carlix has tried to fix that by using Nielsen sale lift measurement as an independent third-party process for measuring and reporting the sales lift from Carlix campaigns. Uh, but And so there still might be people out there, and I've heard this, and I'll, I'll get into another example here in a, in a second, uh, that there might be still people out there, existing clients that are just still not spending what they could until they solve this issue. So if uh, if these concerns are still present, it just shows that once it gets fixed, people can start spending more. Product level offers should remove even more, if not all doubt, of Carlyx's uh, credibility with advertising campaign results, especially where the numbers are very good in relation to other digital advertising pro uh, programs. Some current Carlytics advertisers, I believe it was Panera who even said this, want to do like geolift testing or geo experience to see the impact in certain areas. Think of, okay, if we just run this in uh, one little city, do we see dramatically different um, uh, spending levels? But the thing is that costs a lot of money to do. They have to spend a lot of ad spend. So uh, most don't even do that. I don't even think Panera was saying that they were doing this, right? But this is where product level offers can help. By allowing advertisers to give offers on very specific items, possibly even ones that people typically don't purchase. And this will allow them to see for themselves the uh, the uptick in the number of items sold of, of that specific item. This should remove a substantial portion of, of doubt of Carlytics and how it works, especially, uh, and which could lead to increasing in ad spend. So how I thought about this, again, let's use Panera. Let's say they have one item. Let's say it's the one item in their store that never sells, or it's the least amount sold. Uh, maybe it's some really gross, well, it has to be at least attractive for somebody to even, even think about, but let's say it's like a, a certain type of uh, of cookie, right? Like maybe some like peanut butter cookie that's just not that common that people buy there. Maybe everyone's buying chocolate chip cookies. So that they have this peanut butter cookie that no one buys. Well, if you put in Cardlytics, especially the product level offers, right? And you say free, Right, and we can think about this in the extreme sense. That's always a good model for me is thinking in terms of extreme. Let's say you give it to free. Well, if all of a sudden you sell a hundred times amount of peanut butter cookies being sold, and I know you have to think about do they are they making enough cookies and whatnot, and, and to actually see the full impact. But let's say it's give it for free. What, what will you actually like? That should be enough to say yes. Carlytics actually works <laughs> because no, we weren't. This isn't. You can't explain this from uh, as long as you're not you know advertising this anywhere else. You were just doing Carlytics. Well, then that probably explains it, right? So that's just that's that's one way this could really help solve and get people up there. So a summary of this growth, and when I go over this later in other aspects, I'm probably going to go this uh, much faster. Essentially, how we see this is we have Carlytics today, where you either have Carlytics clients or Bridge clients or clients of both, like a. a 
there, but they're not actually using seeing that combined insights uh, and targeting ability, right? But as they do, such as the significant restaurant client, they'll increase their ad spend like the 400%. But I, when I do my assumptions later, I don't use 400%. I use something way more conservative. But because they're bringing in bridge level data, the the FI shares contribution of the delivery of the service with their data decreases, and so their FI share or revenue share that they pay them decreases. So gross profit increases as they start adding product level offers, which again it's stated that that will be separate. The 400% increase was before product level offer offer testing was even live. So that will lead to more spending, again, using data, which was higher gross profit margins, and then solving the, the attribution or, or increasing the credibility should lead to even more spending. So, uh, and again, uh, this significant financial growth is only from existing clients. We, uh, we will go into, in the next session, adding clients. Finally, product level offers should increase the number, relevance, and attractiveness of offers for users, increasing engagement and the revenue in, in the channel. This, this increased engagement will be separate from the increasing engagement we've heard from campaigns on the new ad server, which was mentioned just last week, assuming that those comparisons when they talked about the 200% and 400% increases in click rates, assuming that wasn't using uh, like bridge data, right? Because it wasn't the new ad server, which, which would allow bridge I hope it was more an Apple Apple campaign, but maybe that was the difference. I don't know. There's there's less certainty there. So when giving quantitative examples later, I ignore these secondary benefits of increasing engagement. Um, and so, but however, in the footnotes, I include that flywheel, which is show which connected that Panera picture. Uh, so you can start thinking about how this could all start just connecting together. Arm, like, looks like I don't have an arm when I do that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I actually, just a quick second. Uh, I, I, I record this in a really small room <laughs> and I always want to look really nice. And I, I had a nice button down shirt, but it's way too hot in this room. And then this was one of the only polls I could quickly find. And it's like, it's a little, little snug. Uh, and it's black. And so it just doesn't even look like I have a body on here. So anyways, quick sidebar back at it. <laughs> so the next section of where we can see significant growth is from adding larger clients. I'm going to go through this a little bit quicker, but essentially when I think about larger clients, I'm talking about the enterprise or mid-market clients that uh, Carlix refers to. And this could include the ones that are represented by agencies. We'll talk about SMB separately because I think there's an interesting element there. And Lynn said, we believe uh, 2022 this year is going to be a massive growth year for us in terms of agency spend and billings and mid-market spends. I try really hard. I have a footnote on this about trying to match up all the clarification of all the different terminology. I've essentially thought of enterprise and mid-market clients as just larger clients. Uh, I even have like a little picture, I believe, of showing how like when Square talks a bit about this, how there's just the different levels of revenue coming in. And so, but I also think that those can be maybe more enterprise are typically the one, the ones that are part of the agencies, but maybe some mid-markets are also part of the agencies. But so I kind of mesh those all together. So another significant area of growth would come from the addition, not existing. So the addition of more enterprise and mid-market clients using Cardlytics, including those that who are using uh, advertising agencies. Specifically, the ad agency Horizon Media has said that they have maybe 10 to 15% of their current customers using Cardlytics, but could add more, possibly go from 10 to 15 of their 100 plus, go up to like 50 as they add self-service and product level offers. So maybe some of that's contributing to self-service, but you know, most likely, as we'll see, uh, like Vayner Media has specifically said that, I mean, you can go to their client list, but and this is a, a link to their, their website, but they have like Unilever, who has like Dove Soap, Johnson Donchin, like their Tylenol, Kraft Mac and Cheese, Heinz Ketchup, Pepsi Products, uh, Planters Peanuts. These are all things that they need the product level offers, which Cardlytics hasn't had until Bridge. They need the product level to start advertising, right? And this also includes the other brands like the Sony and the Nikes and other like toiletries and other things like that that are, that are product specific and they need product level offers. So 
once you enable that and you're allowed to actually advertise on the channel, all those clients can start advertising, right? And there's just, I mean, as we're seeing, these are all, VaynerMedia also uses, they were one of the beta users of the self-service platform, they're still using it. I have some comments in the description later on, uh, in the footnotes, talking about the comments that they've made about the self-service platform, because I know people have, have talked about their maybe more negative thoughts, but there's actually some interesting elements to it. Uh, but the fact that, they, like this, like the fact that they say, yeah, despite the, in that, like when they're talking negative about the self-service platform, they say, oh yeah, but if you add the product level offers of self-service, uh, we'll probably increase and start getting more uh, uh, people advertising the channel. That's really interesting, right? Because, I mean, Lynn has even said it doubles our TAM, right? It, like the Sonys, the Nikes, the CPGs, right? Well, you could eat, that's that's on the high level of the total addressable market, but you could even look at the existing clients and the, the, ad, aver, uh, the ad agencies who could just theoretically double or more than double what they're doing and they already know the, the platform they're using it already with existing clients and now it's just like hey we have all these other clients now we can just add them in as well that gets really interesting so i really like that quantitative example from even like horizon media and just looking at vayner media there are also many stores that have not used cardlytics yet given they uh, are a store with many different products and different margin profiles uh, one of the examples that you know we've heard is like target with all their different margin profiles that maybe it's lower in grocery higher in uh like home decor and so they haven't even had anything on the channel we could get into the whole thing of maybe it's better that we have maybe these cpg clients that are actually doing paying for the offers in target uh but essentially there's just i mean you have these huge retailers who aren't even we haven't even unlocked in cardlytics yet but product level offers could start unlocking that Another very additional thing, I think I don't have the source here, but I think it was from YouTube. Uh, you could search VaynerMedia and uh, Cardlytics. I think it was Michael Ackerman uh, who was talking with uh, some like a, a senior vice president at VaynerMedia. It's been a while since I read it, but I remember specifically because it was an eye-opening thing. But they said essentially there are also there are many CPG advertisers looking for ways to track in-store purchases of CPG digital advertisements since right now like think of like Facebook, uh, most are just used for brand awareness. Typically, consumers do not buy individual CPG items online uh, when they see them in an, ad, an online ad, such as in social media, and instead wait to buy them in store, such as paper towels or soap, <laughs> leading to less visibility um, and certainty in the ad performance, right? Again, if I get an ad for soap on Facebook uh, or like, or some, you know, toiletry or something, I might be like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna buy it right now and get that one thing sent to me. Yes, the brands like a Nike and, and shoes, sure, that's more possible, but all these are more like CPG type uh, products. Most people are going to wait to go in the store. But that, this is where Cardlytics goes. Product level offers by Cardlytics that are activated online, like in the bank channel, and then redeemed in store, you know, the actual in store instead of online in store can solve this issue. It closes the loop. Therefore, we can see a higher portion of ad spend shift from other digital advertisers uh, to Cardlytics for these CPG companies leading to higher ad spend with these new enterprise CPG clients relative to existing Cardlytics clients, given the additional problem they are solving for these CPG clients. So that would be very interesting. So, and as before, we also have the combined insights and targeting. So all these people, uh, these clients need bridge to be able to place product level offers. And so from that, like we said before, they're also gonna get the combined insights and targeting. They're also, because they have more insight into their data, it's solving the attribution problem. And so just as a quick summary, what we had before for, I'm trying to get through this a little bit quicker here. We have the new enterprise and big market clients. They were not spending the channel before. They will not be just Cardlytics or Bridge. They have to become both because, if they wanna also place the bank channel, uh, because they need the product level offers, right? So when they do, when they start placing product level offers, they have, uh, 
the combined insight and targeting ability. This will also then lead, and if we could also see more ad spend as they shift uh, some of, like for the CPG clients, if they shift their digital ad spend, so that also could be leading to more ad spend. And then as they saw the credibility problem or the attribution problem and, and believe in Cardlytics and the results and have more comparability that could increase ad spend even more. And again, they're because they're using bridge and they're bringing in bridge data for all these different aspects. It lowers the FI shares contribution of the delivery of the service with data, lowering the revenue share, increasing the gross profit margin. Uh, this shows Cardlytics going from $0 from these clients today <laughs> to then getting their ad spend, but a much higher relative ad spend. Uh, so, I, and again, at higher gross profit margins. So then, so that is existing clients would be the product level offers. There's also people that are not spending in Cardlytics yet at all, right? We talked about how we could increase what they're spending, existing clients that just need more comfortability or solve the attribution problem. Well, there's people that probably aren't even spent, like they said, no, nope, we just can't even spend on this channel. Uh, when I do this, so again, it goes through the same thing before. I don't have the, I don't include the additional benefit of, oh, uh, you know, they solved the attribution problem, so now they start advertising. Well, I don't think that then they get the extra benefit of like, oh, you know, that we, we talked about above, but theoretically, because they should all get to the same level of comfortability, especially with the certainty of purchase data. It's a huge aspect of Cardlytics that I feel is under-discussed here. But once they get the, they start believing in it and they realize, oh, this is certain because it's purchase data, that everyone should get theoretically to that same level of ad spend in their own way, uh, proportional maybe to their own revenue. Uh, but again, I, you know, a difference by margins and everything else with, with, a, with a company. So, but they also, because they're to get the, this level of comfortability, they're doing it with bridge data. So they'll also have the combined insights and targeting ability. They can do also product level offers and they're using bridge data. So there's higher uh, gross profit margins. So that is, we've, uh, we've already talked about existing clients increasing ad spend. We have now talked about uh, new, larger, and, and um, you know, enterprise and mid-markets clients entering the platform all because of Bridge. And now we have the last section, which is growth from adding smaller clients. Uh, this is usually where you hear SMB, maybe local, SMB being small to medium businesses. So I'm going to say that going forward. To put this in perspective, I, you always hear about, the, this is pretty much the right tail of Cardlytics is the SMB section. And one way to think about this is for Facebook, this is where a lot of their growth came from, was uh, these business accounts, uh, they said, I found a quote, because I couldn't really find it with like in their 10K or anything, was that 76% of all spending on Facebook is coming from these small and medium businesses. So Cardlix is essentially not getting any of that. They've just started, just, but it's not even close. I don't even think it would be really like relevant in the financials at all at this point. And so it really shows, and people focus on this, is this is where a lot of that growth needs to come from. Right. Essentially, they'll say, hey, you have the MAUs. We need to match it with the, with the revenue. And so a lot of this co could come from SMBs. Right. Uh, I'm trying to. <laughs> there's so much I want to talk about. I have so much to keep going. Um, but essentially here, an interesting element is there are multiple ways uh, Carlos could go about adding SMB content to the channel. However, one specific area where Bridge could help significantly, because that's what we're talking about, what Bridge can do, and trying to get into why Lynn is saying why this is a gold mine and what, why you know investors are missing all this, uh, where Bridge could help significantly is by partnering with POS vendors, such as the ones where Bridge is already connected to and already a partner of, they're literally partnered with some of them, and I'll show you this, to allow SMBs to use Cardlytics. So they'll partner with the POS vendor. You have all these SMBs who are using those POS systems, and now they could connect through Bridge, but they could then use Cardlytics' new ad manager with self-service to then place product-level offers and store-level offers in the bank channel, right? So that is that would be huge. And Cardlytics has specifically stated this, that they plan to do it uh, via partnerships as well as through self-service, and this would be both. 
and the fact they t we keep talking about bridge and i'm going to get into some closer to the end of the section I'll, I'll talk about where this really hits home and through this section so this was this is where i spent most of my time there's a lot in the footnotes with the pos systems bear with me if this doesn't quite make sense but i mean the biggest thing here is bridge already connects to pos systems there's tons of smbs who use these pos systems uh essentially bridge i i'm guessing doesn't have a self-service platform or did not in the past, and that's why we would only hear about marquee clients. So now with Cardlytics, if you had a self-service platform and a way for them to easily connect, and a lot of these have uh, you know, app marketplaces where they'll see like like connecting the QuickBooks that could connect through Cardlytics and then just start placing this to the product uh, through the, the channel. So let me get into this right here. We're partnering with POS systems for SMB content. So one initial area of confusion for me was that I usually I was associating POS systems just as where they're placing orders and maybe like the payment side of things, uh, and that was it. I did not know that this involved more into of a platform that integrates with many different technology and third-party partners. This trans uh, transformation was even discussed in the NCR's December 2021, last month they had Investor Day, uh, and I was watching it, and they said, this was the question, so we've had a part, this is with uh, Northgate Market, and they said, so we've had a partnership for a number of years, when you hear NCR, what do you think? And Northgate Market said, you know, I'd say the old days maybe I thought about it as a register, but today, I think about it more as an open platform that allows us to really, like I said before, have a really seamless integration with different technologies. And so as an illustration with NCR, and again, the footnote of clarifying all the different uh, point of sale systems and how this all works, uh, but this is with NCR. As you can see, it's much more than just ordering. And one of the specific things, and what we're highlighting here is the third-party API integration. Remember, Carly said, we're gonna, we're, we built into the new ad server, already built the ability to connect to partners through API connections. And through, and the way to think about this is Carly has their, uh, how I understand this is uh, Carly will have their own API on the new, uh, on the ad manager, which is where the self-service is. And these point of sale systems have their API, and then you just need a connection. Now, some of them have open connections, which will allow that you could create uh, through a custom integrations to be able to talk to each other, or by partnering, you can have what they call like prefab integrations where there's an existing connection. And so that would allow them through their own maybe online platform where they're, they're going through and doing all their other aspects of accounting and changing their menu and prices. There might be a way then to say, oh, here's Cardlytics, add this as an existing connection. And because we already have a partnership and it's all agreed on and i in the footnotes i go in why that's all the case some have payments related to it they need approval there's different aspects to that and i'll probably try to hit on as i can but again on substack here's the write-up and in the footnotes there is a ton of detail for square they even i have a video that's only one minute that i link to where they even discuss that they have an app marketplace they have like 700 partners uh but there is different levels of partnerships which again i go in the footnotes where there's like a managed partner solution or managed app partner which is for a more established software companies, which I think Cardlytics would fall under. And they have like a champion within the company, within Square that works with Cardlytics directly. And they, they, they work on their behalf to help get that out there, right? But they're, therefore, in all, I'm gonna try to get back and try to make this, I'm gonna start really trying to hit this home. It is possible for Cardlytics to partner with POS vendors to allow their POS system users to connect to Cardlytics via APIs to then place offers in the bank channel. And that connection will be re uh, related to Bridge because Bridge connects to POS systems. That's their business. <laughs> this would allow Cardlytics to connect to a staggering number of SMBs in an environment where these merchants are thinking about all aspects of their business and are looking to easily leverage existing connections with the POS system, right? They wanna make it easy. You might have, there's a way I said this, and there, there's a reason I, I use th these words. Cardlytics often highlights how their offers 
are with users in the bank channel where they are most thinking about their money. Connecting to a, po a point of sale platform when it would be the other side where you connect with SMBs in an environment where they are most thinking about their business and increasing sales in return. It's just one of those things that just makes so much sense. So Carlytics has actually had explicit plans for SMB content, right? They said, we're going to certainly add SMB to the platform, more of a 2023 exercise. Uh, one of the things we might end up doing in SMB, right, is using, utilizing a lot of channel partners we've built already into the new ads manager with the self-service component and ability to connect through APIs to be able to partner with others and bring in that content. So I've discussed in the past, uh, like in, in one of the other write-ups, I think it was within the B of A one, what is all needed for this SMB and local content. I've also put a lot of additional details in addition to what I've done. You know, this is, I think, where I talk about the self-service platform and what, you know, the comments made by Horizon and, and uh, VaynerMedia and my thought on that aspect as well. Uh, but also just a quick thing, what is needed for the SMB content? What they said is you need the new ad server, which will allow, uh, enable the new user experience, a new UI, which will allow for new product level offers and better organizing the offers, which is something that they, they said they need to do because otherwise you're just throwing a ton of offers at people and that could lead to not finding actual relevant offers and it just doesn't work. You're also going to need self-service and machine learning. You, you cannot handle, you know, tens of thousands of different merchants placing offers and work with them directly. You need self-service and you need automation, which they've already started creating and there's work to do there. And then the other thing they said is through partnering. And they've explicitly said they've built a new ads manager and ability to connect via APIs. The fact you need self-service, which is in the ads manager, and APIs are needed to connect to these POS systems. It's just super interesting. <laughs> uh, it could be that Carlix is looking to partner with more third-party content providers uh, who already have a large number of local and SP content and connect it to them via APIs. And maybe that's what they're talking about because last week, the January 2022 conference, uh, they even said, you know, they're, they're, they they confirmed that it's through they're using they're connecting through to third party local pro, pro, uh, content provider rewards network and it sounds like they're doing that through APIs so maybe when uh, they they made this comment you know before about APIs that was the extent right it's totally possible but even if that is the exclusive plan as of today is just to do with these third party content providers because they said that was not with self service they 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 explicitly said that was without self service so what's possible with self service but i believe it should not be difficult to connect via api to these pos systems given bridge and their ability to connect to 90% of pos systems uh i, I and it would simply require full self service and the ability to place offers in the, in the bank channel also given the ability to connect to partners via API is within the new ads manager. It may also, uh, it may possibly allow Carlytics clients within the new ads manager to be able to quickly become bridge clients to easily sync with their POS systems. Uh, so here's the important point, And I'm just trying to really hit this home because again, I, it, it, I, it, I have my own way of thinking about this, but it took me a long time to really just, there was so much I didn't understand. So this was more, you know, as I, over the weeks of working on this, I kept adding and adding to this. Uh, and so I think maybe some of this is important and, I, and I'll say this in multiple different ways. This ability to connect via APIs within the new ads manager could, be, uh, could also eventually, if it can't already, go the inverse direction. Instead of Carlytics and Bridge clients, as we see today, connecting to POS systems to bring in that data, it could be that it would allow Carlytics to partner with POS systems and allow those retailers that use those POS systems in the restaurants to connect 
to Cardlinux and their new ads manager via the APIs, allowing the SMBs to connect and then place offers on their own. The partnership between Cardlinux and Bridge and the POS vendors would be what allows for a pre-existing or what they call like a prefab integration to more quickly and easily allow POS system users to use Cardlinux and Bridge instead of manually signing up each POS system user at a time. Said differently, <laughs> this connection could work one direction where enterprise clients, such as those who are using advertising agencies, who are already using the new ads manager, since 100% of the campaigns are on the new ads manager, could use APIs to connect to the POS system through Bridge to be able to bring in that SKU level data all through Bridge, right? It could go that direction. You have them already working with Carlytics and they're gonna connect to the POS systems and bring in that data. But it could also work the other direction, especially since the original concept of the context of the APIs was local and SMB content when discussing that Carlytics quote, built into the new ads manager and ability to connect through APIs to be able to partner with others and bring in that content. So more specifically, we could see Cardlix partner with the POS system vendors of the likes of NCR, PAR with their Bring POS, Toast and Square, and allow the users, that's what is in this graph, so they're gonna partner with these POS vendors, they have all these merchants, it allow the users of this platform to easily connect to Cardlytics' new ads uh, manager via APIs and bring in that data through Bridge, because they the Bridge is what connects the POS vendors, utilizing established integrations from the new partnership, right? You have to partner, they'll, then they'll establish it, there'll be an existing, uh, uh, integration that's that's available for anybody instead of just one at a time and it will allow these merchants through their pos uh, uh, systems that are connected through bridge to go through the new ads manager through self-service and the other automations to then place offers on their own in the bank channel right i'm going to keep hitting this home here okay bridge connects to most pos systems and has existing partnerships the reason for this whole thing why i started thinking about this right is bridge comes in this picture because even Bridge is capable of connecting to 90% of point of sale systems, right? This would allow all the SMBs that are using a POS system where Bridge can, can connect or is already connected to leverage Bridge and Carlinux and place offers in the banking channel using the new ads manager with the self-service component and other automations like the machine learning targeting and, and that will allow for more you know, hands-off help. Carlinux can leverage Bridge given they already know how to connect to the POS systems. And even better, <laughs> Bridge is already partnered with at least one, as PAR is still listed as a partner on PAR's website. And I'll go in the, in the link down in the footnotes, I'll go into depth of how I even went through this. But if we go to PAR, uh, there's literally for Bridge and, and Bridge is one of their partners. So Cardlytics also knows how to get bridge data and product level offers to the bank channel from the merchant using bridge based on product level offers are now live at us bank therefore carlis can complete the journey from merchant to pos to a bridge to carlis to the us bank so essentially i have this picture i think i can make it bigger uh can i zoom out a little bit yeah so essentially you have the merchant who is using the pos system and they have apis to be able to connect to others where Bridge already connects to these POS systems. This 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 already exists, right? We also know now that recently uh, that this connection exists, right? Because Carlisa says they use Bridge data to have product level offers going to US Bank. And so we have this new ads manager that has the ability to connect to APIs, has the self-service component, and 100% campaigns are on this new ads manager. 
which probably includes even the, the stuff going through bridge. And then you have the new ad server, like on US Bank, which it allows for uh, using the SKU data, allows for product level offers, machine learning, uh, targeting, and you the new user interface. But essentially, this connection from start to finish exists today. But it's not, what, what's happening is why you can't say, why, oh, you have all these POS users then, why can't they go there? You have to have probably the partnerships to have the, the prefab integrations to say, hey, yeah, th this, this integration already exists. It's not you know, a custom integration for one client. And you also need the self-service component because it's not like Carlytics and Bridge can go one by one and work with all these, these thousands of different uh, SMBs and say, hey, <laughs> uh, we'll help you do a campaign and we'll, we'll change your campaign and it just can't happen. The merchant also benefits from the combined insights and targeting as well as being able to place product level offers all leading to higher level ad spend at higher gross profit margins because they're using Bridge to connect to the POS systems. Bridge brings the know-how and existing partnerships like PAR, uh, making the partnership for Carlytics much more likely and possible. I'm not sure without Bridge, who has already worked on this and connected the POS systems, that Carlytics would even consider this. There's many different avenues like the con third party content providers like uh, uh, Rewards Network. I don't even think they would even consider this, right? But even if they did, it would just probably take less time. So Bridge brings a lot to the table. They know how to do this. They have existing partnerships. They connect to these point of sales uh, systems that's huge. So another thing I just want to hit on because I, I, I thought about this a lot, right? The, so this is the key to unlocking a significant number of SMBs. The reason for myself even considering the possibility of a partnership with point of sale systems is the fact that Bridge's main job is connecting to point of, point of sale systems. On top of that, Bridge is already integrated with the likes of PAR. And I've heard of uh, some other ones that they've they've mentioned before. And I think, I think it was Toast, but I, I haven't seen that before. And I go into the details in the, in the description where uh, Bridge in 2018 bought Relevant, who was uh, for rest like enterprise restaurants with like loyalty systems, and they were connected to point of sale systems a, a lot more, including like NCR. And so those exist those connections might also exist. However, I originally questioned if Bridge can connect to these point of sale systems and is already a partner with some of them, uh, why don't we see more revenue from Bridge? and or hear about significantly more clients from bridge because we only hear about these like marquee clients right and i believe the reason for that is the self-service aspect i do not believe bridge has self-service component to their system uh when they were on their own this is likely likely why bridge was not able to unlock that significant number of merchants who are using those point of sale systems already integrated with bridge um and the, the course corresponding large scale uh, until now that Carlytics, uh, Carlytics acquired Bridge, where Carlytics has now developed, right? They've been working for like 10 years and it's only now they have the self-service component of their new ads manager and these new automation capabilities uh, that, that is going to, you know, and they have work to do, but this is allowing for that self-service aspect. So, I mean, Carlytics is way bigger, has way more resources. So if they haven't even got the self-service until now, it, it makes sense to think that Bridge hasn't either, let alone we only hear about the marquee clients and we don't, we, there's not much revenue with Bridge. Just like Carlytics, it would be near impossible for Bridge to manually do the campaigns uh, for the substantial number of merchants, let alone with Bridge's much smaller user base or employment base. This is likely why we only hear about a few marquee clients with Bridge and did not hear the mention of significant number of clients using Bridge uh, to advertise. But it's possible. Maybe, maybe I'm totally off base here. But by combining Bridge and Carlytics and leveraging the benefits of both, both of employee resources and technology and know-how and the self-service aspects, I think Cardless and Bridge will be able to unlock all these merchants and the associated scale. It's like opening the floodgates. Additionally, regarding the new ads manager, 100% of the campaigns are running on that new platform. Therefore, given Cardless has went live with product level offers, using Bridge, 
and that data to go to US Bank. It also means that Bridge and the POS connected data is possibly already running through the new ads manager, which has that self-service component, right? It just needs to be fully self-service. However, there's like, uh, this could have easily been handled, like the whole, you know, this new product level offers with US Bank, it could have been handled directly and not through self-service. It could have been handled by Cardlix or Bridge directly or an ad agency. Therefore, this leads me to believe that the only thing remaining uh, for this to unlock is, is partnerships and existing integration and to have the full self-service component in the new ads manager, allowing these POS uh, users to find and connect to Cardlex and Bridge on their own. So I think there's a high likelihood of a POS vendor partnering. I mean, the fact that Bridge is already partnering with one of them and we've heard of others, but the fact a lot of them you know, PAR has over 200 integration partners. Square has sold for 700 connected to their platform. Toast, 150. So this isn't new. This isn't like something like, oh, maybe they'd be interested in this. They haven't done it before. They do this all the time. Let alone, I, I discuss the likelihood and why they partner, why it's required and going into the fact that some of these POS vendors, uh, they make money off these partnerships, right? I think it is Toast and NCR, which have a significant fee and that bakes into some of my things later on here, but that would also real uh, make it so it's like, oh, even though their partnerships required they make money off this so they're likely to do it and then the other ones where there's maybe open apis uh that it's more easy to uh do a partnership and there's no cost well the fact that it's open makes it much easier to get a partnership right so everyone the other aspect of this everyone benefits i love these when everyone is working that same everyone in the ecosystem is benefiting it's moving that same direction there's no uh there's no one that it's it's hurting where there's maybe gonna have regulation or someone who stops this from ha uh, happening every single benefit everyone benefits so really to hit this home cardlytics benefits the largest benefit is it would unlock a staggering number of smbs to put this in perspective Post has, uh, they said there's around like, what is it? Three or 860,000 locations of restaurants in the US and they have 48,000 of them and 33 are utilizing their partner ecosystem where Cardlakes would be. Square has, <laughs> has already worked for more than 2 million businesses globally, right? And because and again, in this context is SMB, they say about 70% are under $500,000 of revenue or GPV or gross payment volume, which I'm, I'm assuming gross payment volume is going to be revenue. And if I'm, I'm wrong on that, please adjust all my, my, my thing, the ways I think about this for the SMB section, but I'm pretty sure that that would be what, what revenue is. And so this would be, you still have 70% that are SMBs. NCR, they had their Aloha product for their point of sale system, uh, which I believe that they're not extending to new enterprise, but they're focusing now more on SMB. And this was confirmed in their investor day presentation, where even though maybe more revenue is coming from enterprise clients in terms of the restaurant side of things, and but they have like equal amount of, of, of platform partners with uh, or platform sites currently with between enterprise and SMB, but they're going to be focusing more on SMBs in the future. So a higher percentage is going to be from SMB. So again, in a partnership with NCR, could be really good because they're adding more and more of this SMB content. Par existing where they're the, the, the existing partnership with Bridge. Uh, they have like 14,000 active sites for Brink POS. If you look at their, their updated investor presentation that came out this month, it was something like uh, they say 50,000 active sites, but that includes their punch loyalty program. Way more just discussion on that in, in the uh, the footnotes. Um, I, <laughs> I include so much in the footnotes. But given the number of restaurants and retailers between these POS systems, there is potential for Carlos to increase Cardlytics revenue significantly, significantly. And one way I've thought about this, there has been a restaurant who's talked about how, you know, maybe they spend 5% of their revenue on marketing 
and like only 50 basis points or 0.5% or 10% of their marketing is going to Cardlytics. So I've thought about it. You could have 50 basis points uh, that could be spent of revenue in the channel. Right? I'm just trying to think of a way to estimate what this could actually mean. Right? Maybe that's not a great way to think about it, but it could be even conservative. Another way to think about this is maybe those, that you only have 10% of clients use it, but when they do, they're more. It's people who know about Cardlytics and the power of Cardlytics, so they actually spend maybe five percent of their revenue on this. And again, because of the certainty of the channel, maybe they're using this channel differently. And there's there's way more things that I talk about later on why this could all be. But just a way to think about it is maybe they spend 50 basis points or or half a percent of their revenue, and I'm approximating revenue with GPV GPV or their gross payment volume. Maybe that's completely off base but I think so. I don't think so. Uh, so because most these point of sale system, if they have a payment aspect to it, they get a percent of like the GPV. And so that would be the revenue going through like these restaurants. And they say, Hey, because we're processing for you, we get, uh, you know, I think square is like, like 2.9% and then like 10% per charge or something along those aspects. And so I think GPV would have to be revenue. So, uh, what I did for toast, I saw their nine month ended on 930, 2021. Cause I don't think a full year has came out yet. Uh, that was like 39.9 billion of GPV. If I an analyze that, I didn't take, you know, uh, December ending. I just gross that up, you know, times by four thirds. That gives you 53 billion of GPV. If you take 50 basis points of that, that's $266 million, a billion or ad spend. Uh, because again, then you're gonna have to take out the consumer incentive aspect of that. So that leads to $186 million of revenue. <laughs> Cardlytics. Full year 2020 was 186 million dollars or 187 million dollars of revenue. Therefore, Toast alone could double ad spend, right? And that would ignore adding par, square, or even more. So um, I, I go into more detail, I think, in the footnotes uh, discussing this. But therefore, the spend of these Toast users could be even higher, as well as at higher gross profit margins, given the use of bridge data, uh, decreasing the FI share. But a really important uh, aspect that I, I discuss. I, I, somewhere in the footnotes, again, you'd have to read through this or you could search, you control F. Toast and NCR at least have a fee to use their data. And I don't know if Cardlifts would be the one responsible for it. I've heard comments that maybe even the retailer or, or the restaurant in the sense would be paying the fee, but it's something in the neighborhood of like 30%, right? Which could be similar to like an FI share or very similar to like uh, the Apple App Store. So if you're using their data, you have to pay, uh, you have to pay for that right but here's the thing what, what's really nice about that is not all pos systems like that where there's open api integrations like with square or uh par you wouldn't have to pay that so you would still have the benefit of the higher gross profit margins but even where you do have to pay for it if you're bringing down the relative contribution of data from the fi share and you're bringing down their f the revenue share well then as you if you have to pay this additional thing that's fine like it, it ends up getting back to the same but on a whole aggregate basis for smbs you probably have a net positive of higher gross profit margins and the let alone there's not much in additional operating expenses benefiting from operating leverage and so that just drops to the bottom line regardless so that's just really <laughs> important there right square they said that they processed 103.7 billion of gpv so at 50 basis points that's 508 uh million dollars of billions or 363 million dollars of revenue nearly double what carlos is doing today
other benefits you're on the app store they're like like square they have an app store there's a marketplace so it just brings more visibility so a higher probability of actually seeing and using and it's and again the other aspect one software solution most want to just use what's already there so if there's another solution for uh marketing they might just use that because it's connected it's easy it's seamless that's what they want so again the other aspect is just the fact of availability miswaiting tendency and effort minimization if it's already integrated it's there they're thinking about it and could use it other things in-house advocates uh ncr investor day presentation they said i have one person i go to no matter what my store needs are and they can take care of it so if carlix is integrated they could say hey you should use carlytics uh, especially if then ncr they get a cut of it and it helps their their clients and they increases gpv i mean all these aspects so it increase it helps everyone right but uh square has managed platform partners that they say is a dedicated uh, uh platform like if they're a man like uh, if they have a debt <laughs> they are given a dedicated partner manager within Square who also serves as a champion, this is their word, uh, within the company. Therefore, it is likely that these in-house company representatives can tell clients and, and try to advocate for Cardlytics. I have way more detail about these app uh, partners with Square in the footnotes. There's also the agencies and consultants and partners that work with uh, these these uh, these restaurants and retailers in the POS system, specifically Square says, quote, our consultative approach extends to our partner ecosystem, like the app of partners. Often that includes a partner app. Therefore, if we uh, if they know about Cardlytics and Bridge, these like consultants, these these advocates that are helping these POS vendors, if they know about them, uh, and they know the success and they know they're integrated square. It's just much more likely that they will recommend them to their, 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 uh, their partners. Again, there's much more detail on exactly what this whole square. So there's essentially two things with square. Um, this extends, I, I focused on this cause it's just so, uh, black and white, but it's kind of confusing, I guess, in some way, it took me a while to figure out what was going on. You essentially have one side, which is square. They'll have their own partnership with square, which is the app partners. And you know, they have the 700, you know, platform partner, the app platform, uh, app partners but there's different levels and you wanna be a, a managed partner and that's just like a higher tier. And I think that's what Carlos would be after. Separately, you have the POS vendors who will, who will work with like consultants and stuff to say, hey, I'm new to this. I like Square, what else can it do? And there's these like, you can sign up, like I could become a Square uh, solutions partner and there's different levels of that. And one, like there's an ad agency aspect. There's also more of like, a, I think, I can't remember what they call it, like an integrate, an integrator partner where they say, hey, we can help you figure out what solutions will work best for you. And so those people within, the, if Cardlytics is partnered, they could say, hey, Cardlytics works really well. Let's use that as well. And I think those people also get a cut or they have some like revenue share agreement. And so as they do better, that helps them as well. Uh, the other aspect is they're bringing in, they're connecting through bridge, bringing in that data and product level offers. And then also because it's not like rewards network where everyone's using this and it's the same content, it's more unique local content. So that's a huge benefit. POS vendors, they benefit. I mean, again, they're getting a cut of, of revenue. So is that if, if Cardless can help increase revenue, uh, they'll, they'll do better. But also like I, I talked about before, some of them get a cut of if, if you're using their API and getting that data, they, I mean, it's upwards of like 30% commission. I don't know exactly how it all works. So I include the footnote of where it discusses all that. Uh, retailers and restaurants benefit uh, because I mean, they're connecting through their POS through bridge and therefore they also benefit from the combined insights and targeting ability and being able to place product level offers. 
And again, we've already talked about if you know Starbucks and their loyalty program and be one of the one of the biggest only has a small fraction of the visibility and targeting ability, which probably means that all these people could also probably benefit dramatically as well. An additional benefit for retail and restaurants would also be using Cardlytics and being able to advertise in the bank channel with 171 million MAUs, which will probably be growing. Uh, this is a significant benefit to people. So even like most of all, like we can use Square as an example, uh, who if they did the advertising on their own with their Square merchants, they'd be limited to the Cash App users, potentially, which is significantly less than the 171 million in, in Cardlytics, which ignores, when I talk about Cardlytics, this ignores Venmo and the 70 million users and, and even more Neo, uh, Neo banks and FinTechs and possibly, like I talked about before, possibly a firm. Even if they the advertise, uh, even if the advertise is only located in one city, right, and cannot benefit from the whole 171 million, Carlix is much more likely to have access to many more users in that specific city compared to Cash App users, right? So additionally, my initial guess is that mo like because where this boost and the, the advertising uh, happens for Cash App users is for Cash App users who also use a debit card, <laughs> uh, which I'm guessing is even smaller, right? So it's just this this would benefit them so much, and I get into much more of this this detail uh, and how this all plays off of the fact of you know partnering. With, the, with Cash App and then talking about Afterpay, I get in that in the footnotes. Additionally, more stores would only see uh, data-related transactions from their own store and not that of others, which would help, which would help from Carlytics. As well uh, as with larger clients, the benefit is able to advertise to customers who shop in their category, but where their store is not earning as high of a percentage of the wallet as they would like. This includes, this is important, because this is something I didn't really realize early on. This includes customers who are uh, not a frequent or loyal customer of their store, right? So people that are maybe the net new customers, but also loyal customers who could, like people that are in their loyalty program, but could be spending more, right? Yes, you have people in your loyalty program. You could have 100% of the people in your loyalty program, but without Carlytics, you do not know they could be spending 10 times more somewhere else. <laughs> and so th those people may or are, are possibly even better than net new customers. And so that's a huge benefit to all these SBs is using Carlytics. Banks, neobanks, uh, and fintechs, they all benefit. They've been wanting this local content, more SMB content and product level offers. So this would benefit. Engagement would likely increase as well. Users and consumers benefit more because they're receiving uh, offers from more retailers and restaurants, more relevant offers due to the SKU data and the product level offers and the better targeting and insights ability and possibly in higher amounts due to things like different margin profiles and different products and different uh, targeting capabilities. So as a summary, just trying to put this all together, why this might be even possible, uh, why partnering with the POS system is possible and likely, uh, Cardlytics specifically stated they plan to add SMB content. Cardlytics, they, they plan on doing so by partnering, where POS systems like Square, Par, and Toast have already partnered with 700, 200, and 150 partners respectively. Bridge is capable of connecting to 90% of, of POS systems in the US and is already an integration partner with at least one, like PAR. <laughs> uh, Cardlytics plans on doing the SMB content uh, using self-service, which is needed for SMB, uh, for an SMB and using a POS to be able to, to use Cardlytics and Bridge on their own. Carlix plans on connecting to more partners via APIs, where POS systems can connect to third parties through APIs, such as to Toast, who I think this is in their S1, said Toast has curated a portfolio of approximately 150 restaurant te uh, technology partners that utilize Toast APIs 
to delivery, deliver a broad range of specialized solutions. Carlinux already has built and continues to work on their self-service component in the new ads manager, machine learning targeting in the new ad server, a new UI for richer imagery in the organization of local and product level offers, and the ability to connect to partners. They've already connected, they've already built this, the ability to connect to partners via APIs. So by building, by already building this technology, it just makes it much more likely in a reality that this will all occur. Carlix said that they plan to test and learn first, where Bridge is already integrated with a POS uh, platform, at least PAR, right? Who has direct connections to the SMBs, which, which is why they said they want to test the SMB section with these POS systems. So um, the comment, though, could more likely be in regards to rewards network, where they're already you know connected. They said they use the, the, the APIs to do this, that has a, the, the local content, but there's no reason with you know pre-existing connections with PAR uh, through Bridge that that also couldn't be something they just start working on and testing, right? It's just, it's already there. See if that works. And then if it really works, they can build out that team and then get some more partnerships. Uh, card lasers are red and it's really good with par because i think it's an open api and they're they are they don't have the charge uh <laughs> the 30% charge so it's even better <laughs> card lakes has already successfully used bridge to place product level offers in the bank channel showing the complete connection from the merchant to the pos to uh bridge to card lakes to the bank partnerships it also just benefits everybody like we just talked about and here's where it gets interesting carlytics said quote i don't think investors appreciate the power bridge and carlytics data combined which is more like the combined insights and targeting ability and what we're going to do there and how much we're going to scale bridge this shows that there's something carlytics plans to do with bridge that will lead to significant scale maybe that's the smbs this i started this in the very beginning where i really i just thought of this of how exciting i got is to top it off <laughs> is the timing matches up with multiple different comments including with the smb stuff so here's three quotes quote uh what we publicly stated is we will have 50 percent of our MAUs connected to the new ads manager by the end of 2022 and the remainder by the end of 2023 the next quote quote we certainly have plans to introduce SMB to the platform, but that's really going to be more of a 2023 exercise, okay? Which would be after 50% are connected to the MAU, uh, MAUs are connected to the ad server, which is needed for bridge and needed for SMB content. And then quote, the bridge acquisition, I have said repeatedly, investors are gonna look back two years from now and say, how do we miss this thing? Because it's a gold mine, two years from now. That would be after 100% are on the platform, and it would be after the whole year of 2023, where we already have 50% are, are on the new ad uh, server, which would allow for product level offers and allow for bridge and allow for SMB content for a whole year of that, right? So just, just to hit this home, because in case I missed making this clear, Cardless is attempting to get 50% of the MEUs on the new ad server by the end of 2022, with the remainder by 2023, which would allow in 2022, or, or uh, which would allow in 2023 for to enable bridge and SMB content. Additionally, the new ad server allows for the bridge data and product level offers, which would be needed if SMBs are connecting to bridge and Carlytics uh, through a connection with their POS system, right? So again, in order for what I described with partner with POS systems, in order for that to happen, they need the new ad server, right? Well, it's really interesting how Carlytics even split up and said, yeah, well, we, we'll, we'll have 50% uh, by the end of 2022 for 2023, which which means Carlytics has explicit plans to introduce SMBs in the content 
or, or S sorry I'm <laughs> they have explicit plans in 2023 to introduce this smv content but before that they already said oh we're gonna get s uh 50 of our maus on the new ad server which is needed to enter introduce the smv content and organize it better and if especially if it's through the pos system uh they they need the new ad server as well so they're gonna say essentially i have a great I, I i laid this all out today you have the comments that are being made uh specifically uh just last week said quote the bridge acquisition i've said repeatedly investors are going to look back two years from now or the end of 2023 uh and say how did we miss this thing because it's a gold mine well, by the end of this year, they said 50% of our MAUs, uh, 50% of the MAUs connected to the ad server by the end of 2022. So that's one year, one full year from now, about 50%. But then starting at the beginning of 2023, they plan on introducing the SMBs to the platform, which would need the ad server. And it's also not only needed for SMB content, it's also needed for bridge and bridge data and product level offers. But then by the end, so they'll have a whole year, <laughs> not only will they get more and more uh MAUs on the new ad server, which will have more and more using the SMB content, but it would be then a full year of seeing that what's going on with Bridge and the SMB content. And that goes right back to the final comment of two years from now, investors will look back and say, wow, this is a gold mine. So a summary of growth of what we've talked about. Yeah, people, you have all these advertisers that are not advertising the SMBs in the platform at all. Uh, but if they can connect through Bridge, they'll become a client of both if they then go through the, the uh, place offers in the bank channel so they will also then get the combined insights and targeting ability which will lead to higher ad spend and because they're connecting through point of sale systems uh, to bring in bridge data they have lower they, the fi shares relative contribution the delivery of the service through their data decreases which increases the the gross profit margins there is that discrepancy of that they might have to pay some of the the fi or the the pos their own kind of pos share which might decrease it but that's not all pos systems right so the net benefit is probably going to be or it's going to be a net positive of gross profit increase in terms of percentage then you also because they're connected to bridge the pos system leads to product level offers and then they might have that additional benefit of of credibility adding it all together <laughs> where, where that so that, that this is essentially the closing here is the combination of each group's growth together can lead to large increases in ad spend and revenue and possibly at higher gross profit levels there should uh there shouldn't also be much in the additional operating expenses which there's exact quote that just happened last week regarding this it was explicitly asked hey how much additional cost is going to happen from this and it sounds like almost none leading to most of this dropping the bottom line and taking advantage of operating leverage the associated large amount of operating income and cash flow will likely be much harder <laughs> for the market to ignore and therefore could eventually actually lead to change in the market price right there's less there's less uncertainty if there's actual explicit operating income uh but it might be reinvested so it might not actually be you know but you'll see operating income at least if this actually all happens right i don't know i could be completely off base on this i did not want to make any quantitative estimates originally uh of what this could look like there's just there's so many different assumptions possible scenarios that it's nearly impossible to even try to arrive at an approximate number or even a range right it's just this is, could be huge of different ways of thinking about this however <laughs> <laughs> of course uh there may there uh there may be this might be the exact reason that it's not priced into to today 
right? With too much uncertainty, it's just much easier to simply value it at zero. Say, we don't know if this is going to happen or management may not execute, uh, especially with all the other additional pessimism around the industry or around Carlos in general. They just say, no, this just doesn't matter, right? Therefore, I mean, the fact that that's happening is, is almost the exact reason to actually think about it. Like, what could this do? Uh, so even for my own personal thought process, I've laid out some scenarios, right? Uh, before I get into that, I just, again, just disclosure, I could be completely off with all this. This is just my own. There's, there's so many different assumptions that could go in so many different ways, multiplying different things. I mean, it just, who knows what could happen, right? But all the work assumptions and thought process is going to be explicit. I, this is probably the biggest part of the, the footnotes. It's going to be in the footnotes, right? So if you want to go to Substat, check this out, and you can see all the footnotes. So I'll just give the final results here and kind of just talk about it. But but please note, this is much more just to try to fit all this information together, kind of how this actually would work. It is very possible this is very off, uh, but it should at least give an idea of what the impact of bridge could be to cardlytics and help explain why this is a quote a gold mine according to Lim. so uh, where we start today is revenue of 244 million this is the trailing 12 months of how i piece it together i might have added it together wrong uh but then gross profit of 92 million and then negative 112 million of operating income because there's still that fixed operating expenses that take out a gross profit right so what we're going to see is exactly everything added together from the growth from existing clients, the growth from adding new large clients, the enterprise and mid-market clients, such as through advertising agencies, and the growth from the S&P, such as partnering with the POS vendors. And through each of those, and this is all in the, the footnotes, from each of those, you'll see, I, I have to have an estimate of what their starting amount would be. If it was just like today, right, with just Cardlytics, but then they're gonna spend more because they have the combined insights and targeting ability. Right? Then they also could spend more if they're also adding product level offers. And then they could spend even more because they're solving the attribution problem. And then the extra benefit is for, for those that are the bridge clients, because again, I had to make an assumption about which ones are gonna be bridge and car list. Those that are bridge clients are bringing in bridge data so they should have higher gross profit margins, right? Because then the FI shares relative contribution decreases. Additionally, uh, we had to bring in for the assumption of those that maybe are gonna be on toast, they have to, I have, have to have a fee for that. So there's many assumptions all described, all could be widely off, but they're in the, the footnotes. So we have this starting amount. For the first set, what I came up with was for a basic, more conservative scenario, I took known increases in ad spend from what we are hearing from examples, from actual clients, and then decreased them substantially. <laughs> <laughs> for other assumptions, I've used lower levels of growth uh, where they were less known. And so this growth below is only related to bridge of the growth discussed in this post. The only requirement, the requirement would be the new ad server, which again would, would take maybe a full two years to, to happen, which is why bridge and the benefit might, it'll be two years while we quote, look back and we realize what, what why this is a gold mine, right? Uh, so it'll just require the new ad server, but for the SMB aspect, it'll probably require the full self-service. And what I got to, and again, all in the footnotes, it would take me forever going through all my calculations, my thought process, but if you're interested, it's essentially revenue of 100 or, or 1.8 billion, $800 million of gross profit and operating expense, because it's gonna be fixed. We, we are gonna have, I, I, I took the operating income today of like 200 million, and then it even grossed it up even more. Even though they said there's not gonna be much more additional expenses, I said, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go 50% higher and assume there's even more, but at least operating income of 500 million. 
right? I mean, pay some taxes. Uh, you're at 400 million, put a 20 multiple on that, and that's $8 billion of, of, of value, ignoring all other growth that is potential. Open banking, neobanks, fintechs, increasing engagement, uh, push notifications, uh, you know, putting it in the cloud that allow for auction-based pricing. I mean, there's, and I'll, I'll talk about that later. That is all not included in this, right? This is just from Bridge. This is under conservative things huge thing i want to make clear when i talk about 25 50 100 growth like panera who said we're more than doubling next year or the 400 this is all coming from very relatively small levels of ad spend right this is not a facebook or google that's much more mature this is they're not they're spending the 50 basis points in relation to the five percent in total marketing or something like that so going from 50 basis points to 75 basis points is a 50 percent increase so 50 percent sounds like wow that's insane or go from 50 percent or half a percent to a percent uh of their marketing budget sounds you know when i say 100 percent increase sounds ridiculous but really it's not and so i'm trying to put that in the frame of things so this was under more conservative assumptions but then i started thinking what if instead we had more of the m uh, of cardless clients become bridge clients what if we got you know more in line of what's probably more possible in terms of how much the fi uh, of of the bridge data is contributing leading to lowering the fi share what if there were slightly more increases what the, i mean again because it, there's a lot of fixed income or fixed expenses and a lot of operating uh, leverage this all would just drop to the bottom line and it just leads to just stack like just small changes excuse me small changes in assumptions can lead to huge increases in revenue gross profit and operating income i mean it's just it's that's why i i try to be conservative because it can lead to just magnifying results and again i could be i'm not gonna be right you're not gonna see two years from now exactly 132 million dollars in operating income there's no way it could be way less it could happen not at all or it could be i could be widely i could be way too conservative uh if i use an effective tax rate of like 15 percent facebook in 2020 was around 12 percent google was around 16 percent uh and i put a 20 multiple on that at this operating income we're looking at 23 billion valuation well that's kind of interesting because car lakes today is two <laughs> <laughs> that's why we talk about this right i would not as an investor be talking about this if this was a 200 billion dollar company uh and try oh we could have a little addition here and a 10 percent increase i need it to be just a no-brainer hit me over the head of what people are missing and i think this is what people are missing again if people talked about bridge being oh 350 million or a potential three uh 650 million dollar uh acquisition with earnouts that was ridiculous not if in one year you could have one billion dollars of operating income right and then as the reality check because it's like whoa those are pretty high increases in income and revenue it would still only be one percent of global digital advertising it would only be two percent of what google's doing in revenue and three percent of facebook I mean, and especially all the benefits that we're discussing here of what they do and all the, you know, IDFA stuff and just certainty of purchases and how this could be used differently of optimizing the business. It's like, should it only be 2% of Google revenue or 3% of Facebook? I, it just shows that I'm not being that off base of saying, hey, if if it's as good where I'm being all optimistic about Bridge being this great and it, and it would increase to, Oh, now we're getting to two percent of of Google or three percent of Facebook. It just shows. I I think I'm being I'm probably being too conservative here. <laughs>
Um, but again, who knows what could happen? So in closing, I believe this possible growth from bridge is currently unrecognized and implicitly ignored by the current market crap. Market, well, <laughs> that's a fitting way to discuss it, uh, but market cap, right? Or market price. The current market price today, when I go through and I do a reverse uh, DCF, and I'll just show you this quick. Like I go through and I explain how I got all these numbers and here's all the stuff talking about all the, you know, the valuation I was doing. There's a lot, that that, that is all regarded to the, all the valuation work I was discussing. But when I go through it, it essentially applies around $4 of redemption in 10 years. $4 at a consumer redeems in 10 years. That that Starbucks example, that was $9 in one month, one purchase, right? So I believe this small increase that would be needed. Now, again, a lot of this is because people, I think, don't grasp that it's like you have 171 million MAUs. That's a ton that could be, that are already pretty engaged and there's operating leverage to the business. So it just requires very little changes in consumer incentives. And again, we'll get, I'll get into this. It could be $4 of redemptions for 100% of clients, or it could be 10% uh, clients redeemed $40, right? But again, that's not that crazy because here I am with the existing platform with no, no new user interface, no uh, product level offers, no enhanced targeting ability, no uh, push notifications really happening right now. None of all that and i've redeemed with my wife over the last year about 150 dollars on the existing platform right so it's four dollars in consumer incentive reasonable well i think i think especially as you get more targeting and insight and you get it more relevant i think everyone could have that one relevant offer you're telling me you wouldn't want a free month of free you know a month of starbucks uh, of coffee and, and it doesn't have to just be that it could be what's relevant to you i think as more and more people use bridge and they get to the targeting and ability that i mean but that's independent i think what i'm getting at here is the market employee about four dollars of consumer incentive redeemed in 10 years right we've had a, a very large uh, price decline so that's why it's it's much easier to get this but that's what's implicit here and i think that could be happen on the existing platform as it is today with the only thing that would be required possibly is engagement's already there we've already heard engagement's not the problem is the fact that we just need more ad budgets right which i think again that's that's not talking about increasing ad buds, budgets from bridge and anything else that's just the natural like panera who said oh yeah next year because we're not spending that much we could increase ad budgets over 10 years i think four dollars in redemptions per person or forty dollars for someone more like me who's doing 150 i think that's possible for again that's the forty dollars of just 10 percent of users so my, my point here is i think what the market is assuming that they are ignoring then if if, if four dollars is 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 just it's possible on the existing platform everything else is either ignored or is just being assumed that management can't execute on right and so if that's what, if the market is ignoring what is possible with the, the current platform, where it could probably be even higher than $4 with the existing platform as is, that would also imply that the market price is implicitly, implicitly ignoring, or it's just assuming it won't occur, all the future growth that we discuss in this post. It would be ignoring growth from existing clients, the ignoring growth from adding enterprise and SMB clients, and ignoring growth from adding the SMB clients, right? Uh, I, I probably said that wrong, but <laughs> it's just ignoring everything we talked about in this post. That's being ignored, right? So if it happens, well, then the market needs to probably re-rate it. This is likely explains Lynn's comment. I quote, I don't think investors appreciate the power of bridge and Card Lake's data combined and what we're gonna do there and how much we're gonna scale bridge. Even better, from, <laughs> from an investment perspective, this would also imply that in addition to the list of, above, right, regarding bridge, the market is also ignoring 
any additional benefit or additional growth or, or they assume it won't occur because maybe management can't do it. Is that what they're thinking? It ignores everything below. It ignores any growth from additional content like Rewards Network, like if they could partner with somebody else, right? Um, it ignores any growth from other SMBs, those that are from the POS connection. It ignores, because again, like Facebook, 75% are from SMBs, uh, supposedly. It would ignore any increases in, from engagement levels from the new ad server where Lynn has mentioned, quote, it will absolutely be higher than the old ad server. I just don't know if it's going to be three to four times higher or if it's going to be 50% higher. But then last week said, quote, we compared campaigns in Q4, the same exact campaigns that ran on the old experience versus the new experience. And we saw a minimum of 200% increase in click rates, 200%. Uh, some campaigns at 400, actually over 400. So again, that as more and more get on the new ad server can have more engagement uh which again <laughs> and then this would also ignore any benefit from the whole idfa and other privacy things as people start switching to the more certainty aspect of cardlytics this would ignore any additional growth from giving banks the new uh self-service platform which i think they even have a name for it i think it's like engage uh so all the benefit of being able the banks to do more on their own kind of like the chase sapphire exclusive offers i'll just show, show you a picture if more and more do this which are very high in amount thousand dollar back fifty dollars back $200 back and the banks using their own FI share and putting it back I mean I redeemed the Alberts I had friends redeem the Alberts we talked about the, the $4 of consumer incentive well there's $50 right and there's some different ways to think about it uh because of the FI contribution but again more and more banks doing that that would all be being ignored uh any growth from dynamic pricing any uh any it would be ignoring any growth from auction based pricing it would ignore any growth from switching from the whole ROAS aspect uh, of on a single purchase to LTV to CAC lifetime value to, divided by customer acquisition costs and it, that would all be ignored which we're already seeing with, with certain offers on DOSH that they were actually doing say hey for your first purchase the customer acquisition uh, it's a much higher offer but then on an ongoing uh, basis the LTV aspect it was much smaller so we could start seeing that but that's being ignored ignoring any be benefit from the time-based offers again we've even seen Chase do this uh where it's only for a limited time oh it moved uh there you go the flash deal for only two days 20 percent back could have more benefit from that ignoring any benefit from people using carlix for other reasons to optimize their business for qr codes app only purchases or, ma or mobile purchases there there's additional benefits from that like a, of a starbucks is saying hey it'd be really much better we could optimize your business if more people instead of coming in and ordering it takes more time they just order online well let's incentivize that behavior uh, ignoring any growth from using different pictures. Like I talked about the Netflix and how they have uh, different images or different thumbnail for the same content, but for different people based on what they've done. Using do uh, using Bridge, you could say, oh, well, this person like wants coffee. We'll stop showing a pizza picture. Let's show a coffee picture. Ignoring any increases in the number of banks uh, and the number of MAUs. I mean, in all of this, when I did my, my reverse DCF, I assumed 171 million MAUs. So I was assuming no growth in that, right? They get one more bank, which has been rumored. <laughs> uh well, that's being ignored, right? Ignoring any growth from any of the new neobanks, because again, I, I get the whole argument that it's all about primary transactions and, and that's more of a safety or an insurance policy that that switched. But the fact that that that, that would just be completely ignored if, if people use Venmo more or, or Affirm, which I have a whole write-up about that. And it would be ignoring any growth from open banking. So none, none of these possible uh, paths for growth have to occur for this investment to work. 
because market is it's just so cheap. However, all paths are possible and they're likely leading to high levels of optionality in the current market price. This explains why I continue to be interested and continue to invest more in Carlinux and can continue to talk about this, right? People always people say, wouldn't your time be better spent elsewhere? Probably not, right? I mean, if I'm right about this, then no. I, it would probably not be better spent looking at something that has a 12%, you know, IRR or something like this. And I continue to learn more and I continue to research and I learn more now about all the POS companies and I learn, I learn so much from this. So I think this is the best use of my time. There is other companies and I have a new write-up coming up uh, soon on a new company uh, and I'll be working on that. Uh, I start some, you know, here and there every time and, and unless it's, you know, it's the opportunity cost, unless it's as good as this, I don't usually wanna talk about it. But at the end of the next two years, after Carlytics gets more MAUs connected to the new ad server and clients begin utilizing the power of bridge, we should see quite a bit of this growth that we discussed about here. My hope is investors look back at the end of two years and say, how did we miss this post? <laughs> I'm playing off the quote from Lynn that said, quote, the bridge acquisition, I've said repeatedly, investors are gonna look back two years from now and say, how did we miss this thing? Because it's a gold mine. If you enjoyed this, please consider liking this video, uh, liking it the uh, the the post here on Substack, um, share it on Twitter. It really means a lot. I put a lot of time and work on this more than any other. And again, if you've ever received any value, such as in this post, from the investment insights, discovery, thoughts shared, please consider becoming a supporter or a premium supporter on Substack. I'm not gonna go through it, but just to give you an idea, just scrolling through, I mean, we're already at an hour and 42 minutes of just all the detail that I put in the, the I mean, originally I had this all in the body of the, the post and I was like, no, like let me, people can look at it and I'll put links if they're interested. Um, but I mean, I spent so much time, especially on the POS stuff, trying to learn if this could actually work. And for the reasons I talked about, I think it could. And then of course, going through the quantitative example, that alone <laughs> is the majority, like those sections are huge there. And I even try to uh, keep it small, but I really hope you enjoyed this. I, again, I could be so off on this, but I, 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 because it seems such a, it seems almost so hard to believe that it's being ignored. But again, I try to base a lot of this on actual things, actual contract language, existing partnerships, such as Bridge partnering with 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 uh, PAR. It wasn't that they're just using POS data already, they're partnered with them. Um, ex management comments, the timelines matching up, like the actual changes in ad spend. There's so many things here that, I just don't think I'm too off base. So I hope you enjoyed this and everyone I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much.